Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live June 25th, 2018. And summertime is here, folks. Heating up like crazy on my side. Uh, you all are feeling it out here in the area being the left coast. Central California picking up. But, you know, we're coming to you with daylight. Had some things going on yesterday both ways. And um, we really wanted to get to what the subjects were on today because implications in the female division picking up in boxing, thing in a lot of sports, not just boxing. But, you know, it's uh, about that time where boxing has the uh, sports media to its forefront for a certain instant when it comes to things that's going on over the weekend and taking over since a lot of the sports that's been majored are gone right now baseball going on and stuff like that. So good time to make some money. But I want to take it to my man D. Willow Wilson, see how he's doing over there in Houston, Texas, and if if he's heating up a little bit more than I am over here in San Cal, because summertime's here, Willa. And I'm already done with it. Yeah, man, uh what's up to everybody? Um yeah, it's it's it, we had a beautiful week. Um it was it was raining last week and then uh, the weekend came. Had us cool. We were like, I mean, it was still warm, don't get me wrong, but we had a good it was about 88 good wind. So we were out, we decided to take it to the beach. You know, shot shot that 45 minutes south. Did a little um staycation out there with the fam, just chilled out there for the weekend. Uh, yeah, so everything's looking good, man. Uh, today, the heat is almost back on. It was at 90. It ain't nothing crazy yet, but it's coming. It's coming. So we'll be we'll be prepared, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I feel you. And, I mean, covering up everything that, you know, went on outside of the normal daily festivities, felt like uh, we're a little later than just one day, being how we normally go on Sunday. But that's because the fights were on Friday, and you know we didn't have any really big marquee um, fights notable going on on Saturday. Although I think there was some fight uh, I got in my notes to check on here because I've seen just something quickly of it uh, during the day. But the fights that everybody was kind of uh, in the boxing media looking forward to being uh, probably I know it's been, I know it's going to sound crazy, but we're talking about probably like a. Mayweather 
versus Pacquiao type women's fight as far as the two champions and how well their careers are both going. Um, now, I know that it's nowhere near the same level of both, but just being analogized like that, that's why this was kind of big on Friday night with both of them on. Um, so, Willa, outside of the weekend and all that stuff, were you able to uh, check out the fights live on Friday? And what was your thoughts on the entire night that went on? Because it was uh, females when they're scrapping, man. No, definitely. Um, I did not. I did not get to see all of uh, Christina Hammer's uh, fight. I saw a little highlights. Looks like she was doing her thing. Um, a decision. She got the decision right. Um, I did watch a. I did watch Clarissa Shields fight. Uh, she came out. You know, it's women. It's hard to say. It, it seems like she should be doing a little better than she does. But she watched this girl. She got knocked down the first uh, first round, right? And then she yeah. just watched her the rest of the way. Um, seems like she's sort of sloppy sometimes. I don't know. And I think it might have to do with her having no knockouts, I believe, as a, or as a professional. And she's going out there to try to knock, knock him out every time, looking for the knockout. She still has, you know, she still has great skills, and she's looking good out there. Um but you know, I was sort of. It was all right fight. You know, um, what's my what's the girl's name that she fought? Uh, oh, yellow, uh, a little Hannah Gabriel. Yeah, a little yellow out there. She came to fight. Uh, she wasn't. You know, she wasn't looking too bad out there either. You know, sort of thick, ready to fight. She came out. She pushed it the whole the entire fight. Uh, I think it was ten rounds. Um, Show why she was a champion, but she gave up those belts at the end of the day, man. So uh, it was all right. It was all right, you know. It was all right, little boxing, man. I'll let you talk more on the Christina Hammer. Like I said, I really wasn't. It was a little too early on Friday to catch that. I've been moving and shaking. So I'll let you. She didn't get a knockout, so I really wasn't worried about it. She went, I think she went 12. I mean, she went to, not 12. She went the full, the distance with with her opponent, somebody that Clarissa Shields went the full distance with. So, I guess, do you know who looks better in that fight? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you still uh, hyped we'll about? Are you still hyped about Hammer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, amazing performance by Hammer uh, on the undercard. But we'll 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 start off at the top with Clarissa Shields, being that she is the was the main event. And uh, her against Hannah Gabriels, for those who don't know, uh, Hannah Gabriels, a Costa Rican, um, 18 victories, two defeats, 11 of those by knockout. But the age difference was the thing in this fight because she might not look it, but she's 35 years old. So um, 35 years of age for that woman going against the young Clarissa Shields, who's only got six fights under her belt. So um, five going into that. But like you said, uh, Clarissa Shields uh, coming out, you know, uh, trying to, pan- I wouldn't say necessarily pander into the crowd, but definitely saving into the crowd, uh, getting hyped when there were some of those uh, enclosed shots that were t- uh, being thrown. And because of that, she got knocked down in the first round. Like, did not expect that. Uh, but she got caught in there, you know. You know, normally we say this, in, uh, and I don't want to differentiate women and and men because the equality factor and all that bullshit. But, yo, when it's men boxing, 
and you're doing what they're doing, they tell you never hook with a hooker. But I feel like with the females, I can't use that same terminology, but you know what I mean. So that was happening, and she got caught. Uh, caught on the inside, even had a little cut under her eye uh, towards the end of the fight. So Hannah Gabriel's definitely uh, had a, a you know, a uphill battle all night. Uh, Clarissa Shields, um, like you said, she looks good when she's good, and then um, you you haven't really seen her in any uh, any tough situations as far as getting knocked down, especially. So it was a wake up call. A uh, little flash knockdown got her off balance, and uh, I think that you know, as soon as she got woken up, she was able to just do what she had to do. Um, I don't know if age being much of a factor or it was just skills that paid the bills that night. But Clarissa Chills definitely looked um, impressive for getting off the canvas and still having that dog in her in the fight to you know basically wash her for the next few rounds, so uh, nine rounds I believe. But um, yeah, Clarissa Chills looked really good, man. So. Um, as far as uh, after getting knocked down. But, um, you know, uh, Carissa Seals currently, she's coming down in weight, being that she's the super middleweight champion. So she's actually coming down in weight to face Christina Hammer or looking to face Christina Hammer, the uh, original WBC and WBO middleweight champion. Uh, Clarissa Shields holds the IBF and the WBC in the super middleweight division. So, uh, a little bit off schedule or uh, untraditional, I would say. Most of the time, people are going up to go get more belts, but she's coming down. So that'll be interesting to see if any kind of uh, a weight drain or effect in a fight against Hammer. We'll see how that whole thing works out. It seems like that's what's going to happen next. So um, for Clarissa Shields, pretty good uh, victory. You know, she took out a fighter who had 20 professional fights under her belt when she only had six. So hats off to Clarissa Shields. Always like how she's representing uh, Flint, Michigan, and all that. So hard for me to have a bad thing to say about Clarissa Shields. No, definitely. She looked good. She she did what a lot of people, you know, people want to see you get knocked down and get up and win. She did that. Uh, That that isn't. You know, everybody can't get knocked down like, let's say, Floyd, sort of, you know. But people want to see that. She proved that she could do that. Uh, she said she knew the whole time yep. that she could. So she got to prove that. So that's a good thing. So that was a, good, that was a good, good way to get knocked down, get back up, watch the lady. Uh, was she a little – she was a little more crisp, but like you said, these are, you know, these are female fighters, so – I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know, if she can get too much crisp. But she looks she looks like a beast in there. She looks like a beast, but she's just not knocking people out. So I don't know if her power is there. But uh, Gabriel's lady said that she did have a lot of power. Um, so we'll see. Maybe after a while those can start turning into KOs because she's, she's saying that she's the best woman in the world, uh, best, which could be true, but the best women fighter of all times. I don't know if you can uh, be the best woman fighter of all times with uh, with no KO. So hopefully she does that and gets. Uh, but besides that, man, A plus. Nah, 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 nah. I give her an A. She did get knocked down, but she won nine out of ten rounds. Uh, we didn't expect her to knock anybody out, so she did what she's supposed to do. Crowd was hyped. 
Everybody loved it. She got her hype at the end. So, yeah, I'll give her, you know, if we're going to give her grace like we always do, little show. This wasn't a showcase fight. This uh-huh. was a championship fight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with this championship my fault, with this being a championship fight, uh, going against another champion, I will give her an A+. Plus. Um, my bad. If it was a showcase, I had to take a few points oh, for wow. getting knocked down. But getting knocked down against a champion and watching them for the rest of the rounds, uh, I give that an A plus. That was that was a pretty good fight. This is boxing. Shit happens. You you get knocked down. It's about coming back and proving that you're a champion, a real champion. And that's what Clarissa Shields did. USA. Wow, going really high there with the PR uh, move there, Willa. A plus. This is really high praise right there for Carissa Shields. I'm going to give her a B plus, and it would be a regular B, but as we mentioned with championship stakes, and not only that, the big money fight for the women's division looming around the corner being Christina Hammer. You don't want to mess up that opportunity to get that paycheck as well. So putting those two things on top of the fight, I give her a B plus. Um, getting knocked down definitely puts the grade down for me, even though she got up. It wasn't uh, any deep water she was taking in outside that point. So um, good job by Clarissa Shields, but I'm going to have to give her a B plus because on the undercard, Christina Hammer showed what true boxing skill is because Christina Hammer, as we mentioned, the WBC, WBO middleweight champion, who's been on an undefeated reign for 23 fights with 10 knockouts to follow up with that. She was in there looking like a machine. Stiff jab all night. I mean, this jab had some punch. It had some pop behind it. Just Tori Nelson, uh, she fought Clarissa Shields previously before, so she's uh, been a sacrificial shoot for both fighters. And Christina Hammer, being uh, that she was five foot eleven, having a big size advantage over little Tori Nelson, who stands at about five seven. Um, Christina Hammer was just utilizing her size, strength, footwork, and really not taking any damage whatsoever in the fight. Basically, bullied around Tori Nelson the whole fight using her skills. Um, combinations, a lot of one, two, threes. Follow up with some stiff jabs and just just establishing her dominance in the ring. Um, now that with uh, getting uh, coming out clean and whatsoever and all that, uh, looking good and not getting hit at the same time, I give that uh, type of a performance a worthy. Um, as far as all around, I would give her a a minus for her U.S. debut. Um, she did a lot of things really good in there, but at the end of the day, it was her first fight trying to appeal to the American audience, and she fell short of delivering a knockout. However, she did have just an immaculate performance in the ring as far as the, uh, the science of the game and uh, being able to hit and not get hit and uh, basically suffer your opponent. She didn't do too much of that. She was just basically walking her down, as I mentioned, bullying her. But when she wanted to, Christina Hammer could basically do anything in the ring to Tori Nelson. And it just, it looked like, um, it looked just like a solid, stiff type of punching, you know. Um, Now I want to say it it was like a man or anything like that, but her style was just, it was really sharp. And um, 
I was honestly expecting a little less from Hammer just because of all the outdoor stuff or outdoor uh, uh, outside the ring stuff she has going on as far as, um, you know, dealing with promotional, uh, not promotional, but with uh, sponsorships and all this stuff that she has. Sometimes you just wonder if a woman is that focused in the ring when it comes to her doing some modeling stuff for uh, underwear and bras and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You think of the diva persona as it goes from guys, but when we're talking about women, um, you know, it it definitely has some sort of an aura around it with Christina Hammer. Um, And, no, it was just uh, just straight business when it came time for action. So I was a little bit surprised by that. She was uh, better than I expected, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to – them building up this fight that's coming up because, I mean, it's the two tops in the middleweights for the women's division with the biggest names, Clarissa Shields with the gold medal, and then uh, had the sparring videos with uh, UFC women's bantamweight champion uh, Chris Cyborg. Um, to, uh, and from what I hear, she's badass in the UFC, too. I haven't really seen much, but they had some, uh, it looked like a dog fight in sparring with her and Clarissa Shields. So, um, you know, these women are banging it out in 2018, Willa. And if you were to tell me a year ago today or two years ago today uh, that we would be talking about, you know, the first two fights being the main and the co-main women's fights with implications of championship gold in the women's division, yeah, you're crazy, man. But it's getting late in 2018, Willa. And that's, and, and that's how it went. I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, I said Chills will be making uh showcasing fights. She will be the uh the main attraction. We will be talking about her. We will be talking about female boxing. Maybe not all together, but we will be talking about her. And Hammer is just long for the ride. Um and at that point you were you really weren't big on it. You've got a newfound love for women's boxing, which is great. Uh, I don't know if maybe your sister or your mom heard the show, told you to cut it out. But you, you, it's a lot of positive I don't know what you're talking last about. Year, yeah, last year you weren't sounding like this. But this is a new RC. You know, people grow within, you know, two years. New, more mature guys. So I, I appreciate that. Um, hmm. But what I saw <laughs> from the highlights, like I said, I saw a little bit of the fight. I really just checked out the highlights. But I saw her using the jab against a little little lady, right? And a little lady that wasn't getting hurt, yeah. that was fighting the whole time. Looks like everybody got tired at the end. <laughs> There's one thing that we know about Clarissa Shields is that she's not getting tired. Uh, just, yeah. She looks good, though. I, I would say that she is sharper. And then Clarissa Shields as far as punching. Um but she is a she is a long time pro. Yeah. So I you know, we're gonna see. Good fight. I'm I'm very happy that, you know, women's boxing is is uh on the rise, or at least it's hit. You know, it's a little blip right now. And uh, you know, I was even talking to some cats at work the other day, uh, about you know, about the fight, and they're like, nah, nah. I was like, well, man, you know, if you check it out, just check it out. It'll probably be a pretty good fight, so we'll see. We'll see what they do. Most people probably won't check it out, but if if you're into good boxing, two champions fighting, 
uh, it should be a good fight. Both of them are talking about next. Both of them are talking about soon. So we might see this. We might get another another baby mega fight in 2018. So we'll see what's happening. Yeah, definitely, man. I think that uh, Clarissa Shields was alluding to it towards the end. Like, you know, they could fight in October or something like that. Uh, she doesn't need much time off. Feels good. Um, not so sure how well the recovery process and all that will go. Christina Hammer definitely looked good. She didn't take much damage at all, if any. And, um, yeah, hopefully they can get that one going on. But uh, um, just to uh, wrap all this up and stuff, uh, you know, uh, I know we have the soundbite for uh, the whole shenanigans that happened afterwards because I think that's what made a little bit of uh, uh, headlines from around the social media world when uh, Christina Hammer had got in the ring afterwards being invited by Clarissa Shields. Well, if we got that sound by, we can play to end this one up. Uh, yeah, here we go. Gabriel Brothers here congratulating you. Honey, Gabriel's congratulating you. You said to us before the fight, this was going to be your toughest fight. You sent that. Now that you've been through the fight, describe the fight to us. Describe Hunter Gabriel as an opponent. Well... For her to come up from 54, I see why she threw all the girls that smaller than her. She's strong. Um, she caught me with a shot in the first round. And uh, that's when I know I said, okay, she just want to uh, move. And like I, and like I said, catch me all balance and then land a big shot. After she went the big shot, I was thinking to myself, you still got it. Make sure you go out there, be smart. Use your jab, move your head, and uh, tire her out. I seen the sixth round, start getting tired. I fought her some more. But, you know, she had some heart. And she fought her ass off, and she showed that she was a champion. But overall, like I said, I'm the greatest woman of all time. I can get put on my ass, get back up, fight 10 rounds, and win. I'm sure you knew how you would respond in adversity, but this was really the first fight in which you had adversity in that first round. That knockdown pretty much came out of nowhere, yet you won every round after that. Every round. How did you do that? I'm telling you, my mind, I could tell you the whole fight, round by round. I could tell you what I got hit with probably what the second was on the belt. I was like, either way it goes, tonight is my night. I'm going to make history. I've got to show the world why I'm the greatest woman of all time. Like I said, I'm mad I put on my ass, but it wasn't over. She tried to get me up. She tried to get me out second round and third round. I won every round after the knockdown, and uh, I showed who I am. I showed that any now I'm really dangerous because they know they can knock me down, and I'm going to get back up, and I'm, and, and I'm going to fight harder. I'm in shape. I did what I was supposed to do. The obvious question, the question everybody asks, she's here, she fought on this What's card, that? is Christina Hammer. Call in the ring now. Right here, Hammer out, whoop your ass. Raul Marquez joins me here. Man. 
Clarissa Shields talking about swinging on Christina Hammer's boyfriend too. I'm not against that. I'm actually for that. <laughs> um, but you know that's that kind of a little unexpected. <laughs> oh, you got an early you got an early prediction, no, Willa, or you just going with your yeah prediction yeah. from Nostradamus two years ago? Hey, hey. Hey, all I'm saying is she called it a little hey, she said you too little. When people say that, it's uh yeah. She's got the confidence. She is a, a, a female beast out here. Just wish she would keep those rights. Cause she she said she was using jabbing, she was. She was like triple jabbing, quadruple jabbing. She was out there jabbing. Wish she would just keep that right a little straight. But she was catching it. She wanted to trade. Hey, it's over for you, girl. I'm watching her right now, barely. Just sort of like you said, snooze fest out here. This little lady, like I remember, uh, Clarissa Shields is giving us some work. Both of them not knocking her out though. So. But it, yeah, it's over for your girl, man. Hey, we'll be. She'll probably be retiring. She'll probably be retiring real soon. Whew, I don't know, man. Um. I don't know why she's calling little. Clarissa Shields only five foot eight, and Christina Hammer, like I said, is five foot eleven and pretty much chiseled in muscle. On top of that, so I don't know who she's calling little. Maybe just a little bit height in the moment, like a lot of other fighters that like to get hyped in the oh, moment. Oh, somebody's and, coming uh, down in weight though, right? Well, you know, uh, Christina Hammer's pulling the old Golovkin. Hey, man, this is my division. I'm not moving up and moving down. You're going to see me if you want me because, you know, that's the whole reason behind the story of all the belts. So, uh, basically, Christina Hammer's doing the same thing. And Christina Hammer does not feel that she's the B-side in a fight with Clarissa Shields because she's been a champion and on top for, like we mentioned, 23 fights. Clarissa Shields is like the woman's Lomachenko as far as opportunities and, and what she's doing right now with only six fights. So, um don't be surprised if the veteran pulls an old Orlando Salido against a young hype job uh, like, it, like it was for Lomachenko. It could be for Clarissa Shields. I'm not sure. She might be able to win, you know. Uh, but I'm just saying the way that the style Christina Hammer showed, I think that's going to bother anybody. Um, fighting like a, just a, 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 like a robot, you know, complete Russian style, but uh, very, uh, I wouldn't say stiff, but a lot of pop, a lot of snap on those jabs that she was putting in, and just basically just bullied her way to an easy victory. Felicia Shields, um, I don't know, she she she's got a, a lot of talent for sure, but uh, how you adjust to a style when you're looking at a somebody who's three inches taller than you, uh, it's an adjustment for anybody. Um, so we'll see how she can adapt. She was real hyped towards the end of the fight and all that good stuff. Christina Hammer looked like she was going in just to be about business and uh, wasn't looking to cause no trouble, but but Clarissa Shields was obviously uh, in the heat of the moment and, you know, on record being very irritated with Christina Hammer in the camp. It's kind of why she said, I'll knock your ass out too, boy, to Christina Hammer's boyfriend. Oh, like, yeah, go ahead and do that. I don't mind that. But, uh, Willa, yeah, that's going to be a, a a good fight where it looks like me and you are on both sides of the uh, of, of the fence when it comes to the two fighters in the ring like always. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go for the the American 
9.5 times out of 10. Uh, also, we're watching a phenom fight. <clears throat> I don't I don't really get it, but I do get it. Phenom? So, yeah, she'll be a good one. Maybe. Probably a washing. It's probably going to be a washing, more than likely. You know, Willa, and that's the thing I fear the most, because who style has a style for just washing someone? And it'll be a boring fight, like you say, but it'll be, well, I was about to say strong like Russia, but, you know, she's German. So uh, similar style, though. So I think if anyone has a style for washing, I'll probably have to go with Christina Hammer in this fight. Um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it all works out. But, um, you know, um, I was kind of wondering to go off topic a little bit. I was thinking about how um, – Boxing is supposed to get into big notoriety like it should be getting, but I'm not too sure what the ratings will look like on this last uh, card Friday night because I might be wrong or I might be right, but I think that there was, you know, this whole – there's this thing, Willa, that's going on called the World Cup. Um, and I don't know much about soccer or nothing like that, but I don't know if there was any soccer going on during that time that might be able to affect the ratings of this. But uh, – uh, Maybe it's something no, I, I don't look think up so. right now. I think the uh, it's going on in Russia, right? Or it's going on overseas somewhere. So they gotta probably at least yeah. be, you know, they might be twelve hours ahead. So ten and ten. Well, I don't think they're that far. Sweden is like eight, so they might be ten hours. So it might have been some. Oh it might, I don't know. I haven't been checking out, but I don't think people are watching late night soccer this time I think they're watching early early morning soccer i don't know though. yeah yeah it, it makes sense i was just wondering I, I don't know because i don't know how the whole fucking thing works out i guess there's just like uh a tournament of four and they all play each other and whatever whatever i'm not sure the qualifying round or whatever it is the fuck they call it i don't know a lot about soccer all i know if someone asked me about soccer is cristiano ronaldo and uh that dude messi freddie adu you know that's about it. So, um, but I watch women's World Cup when it comes around. Best believe. Uh, but nah, man. I, I was just wondering if there was something ongoing during that day, during that time of the day that could affect some of the ratings for this. So when the Nielsen ratings come out, it'd be kind of interesting to see how two women uh, being the main event and the co-main event uh, held their own. But um, you know, moving on in other news that was uh, going on beyond that. One thing that I was kind of uh, really excited to see was uh, I'm a big fan of young David, David Benavides, you know, uh, El Bandera Roja, as they call him, the red flag. That dude is a bad dude, man. When you're talking about uh, a guy like David, uh, David Benavides, high boxing IQ. One of the guys you probably don't ever want to put too much stock in a man's physique over the other. Kind of like how uh, Janelle did when he was posting about who was it, David Hay against Tony Bellew for the first fight happened being a joke because of the way Bellew looked out of shape. We all see how that one went down. Not to throw shade at Janelle, but just giving a prime example because that one, uh, it's in the memory bank, and I'll never forget it because when you're talking about a guy like David Benavides, for this instant, he looks like a flabby dude. He looks like a flabby dude, to be quite honest. Uh, he doesn't have much muscle tone to him whatsoever. 
Um, you know, and, and you just think that if you see this guy coming in the ring, only 20 years of age, young dude, uh, he's looking to become the youngest super middleweight champion in history when he fights Anthony Durrell on September, uh, September the 9th for the vacant WBC world title. So um, you see this guy when you look at him, and you might think that, okay, what's this guy going to do? Uh, Mexican style is coming out with the red sombrero and all that. But you're looking at a, a, a very high IQ fighter when you see him in the ring. Um, this kid has a really, really, really big future. And, you know, he's doing it the right way. Speaks English. Canelo Alvarez, if he was able to do something like this kid's doing, he'd be on superstardom right now. If we could get some, any kind of English sound bites from Canelo Alvarez besides, I'm ready and let's do this. Like, uh, and not to mention, he's only 20 years old. I like David Benavidez a lot. Just put in, he will be going against Anthony the Dog Durrell. September the 9th, Will, and I thought it was a fight that I was kind of uh, I, I know that Darrell is in the back end of his career, but he might have a little bit dog left in him to give a 20-year-old who might have a little bit too much hype going for him and might be able to give him a dog fight that he wouldn't be expecting. But, I mean, yo, Willow, what do you think about this fight? Because I'm obviously getting a little hype for it early. I think it's a, a, one of the better boxing fans fight in a year where we haven't gotten that really big fight yet. Um, ben Davides is a, he is a beast. Uh, Darrell is washed. Uh, both, both of them, which one is this? This is Anthony Darrell. So this is, uh, one of them had cancer, right? Yes, they did. Um, which yeah, one is uh, this? I, I'm trying to see. I'll I'll look that up. Go ahead. Go ahead and follow up. Yeah, but you know, I think uh, Ben Davides is knocking boys out. Uh, Daryl, Darrell, my fault. He's uh, let me see, rematch, draw with Saki Obika. Okay, yeah, that's the guy that fought uh, Badu Jack. Lost a draw with James DeGale. So, eh, we'll see. What's the name? Is 21 years old. It's going to, you know, or 20. My fault. He ain't 21. Yeah, he's, he's 20. 20. He's 20. Trying to, uh, yeah, for the vacant, what title are they trying to fight for? It looks like he already. It's, uh, it's the WBC title, Will. Okay, the WBC title. So yeah, hey, that's big time. Yeah, and that and, uh, I, I like him. We've seen. I've seen him just wash boys, give them that work, that good Mexican work. But uh, he ain't really oh, just. Yeah, Willa. Like well, Willa, remember the uh, the fucking Street Fighter knockout that he had on uh, your boy Porky Medina. Uh, that like it was like a solid seven or eight piece combo. Oh. Yeah, that was my knockout of the year, I believe. I think that was my my vote for knockout of the year. I think you might have been right. That was last year. I think. Yeah, yeah that so, was last year. I think I think I remember yeah, that. So, I remember that one because I like that one. Yeah, a lot, that boy man. gave him that good style. Hey, this boy's the real deal. But like you said, he's young. This is I think this is the better Darrell. So we'll we'll see. Should be a good fight. Uh, I'm glad that he's taking it. 
he's trying to, like you said, be the youngest, the youngest uh, cat to win the super middleweight. Yeah, super middleweight champion. So let's see, let's yeah. see what happens, man. I'm excited for this. This is a good little fight. Uh, ben Benavidez is an upcoming American Mexican boxer, Mexican American. Huh? I want to say American Mexican boxer. So uh, you know, much luck to him. I think I would pick him over Darrell, but we'll see, you know, closer to when the fights happens. Oh, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. I just I, – I really like this kid's uh, – you know, when you talk about uh, who do you think is going to be the next big boxing star, who, you know, who's going to be on the up and coming. It's, this is one guy that you can't miss when you're talking about who's on the up and up in boxing and David Benavidez. Um, he's a can't-miss prospect, man. This dude is really good. He's got the goods to him. He's a slick fighter. He'll use every tool that he has to use in the ring, and he he does it nonchalantly at times. I mean, even when he gave Porky Medina the, you know, street fighter eight-punch combo that, you know, damn near knocked him off the ring, it seemed effortless. He's just going about his business, and, I mean, he, he he's knocking these boys. He's giving these guys a lot of good work, man. And uh, uh, with Darrell, I just kind of look at it like how, uh, kind of like how Trout was able to hang in there and go the distance with, with young Charlo. Um, if, if something like that could kind of be, uh, you know, basically in the Darrell's uh, foreseeable future outside of him thinking he's going to win this fight because I think when the Vegas odds come out, it's going to be heavily favored in Benavidez just because what he's been doing um, to what Darrell's been doing. But at the same time, you know, um, Every fighter has one last hurrah on him, even though Darrell, uh, as Willa mentioned, is washed. Maybe he'll have, like, a little something left in him. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is uh, the unfortunate end sometimes for guys who um seen their better days in boxing. But it might not be that time. And it, it might go something uh, that will go in their way and uh, look better for them down the road when they look up the career. But ain't no telling. We just know what time it is in boxing. It's a brutal sport, and when you're at that late part of your career, it never gets easier for anybody. So uh, talking about a young guy coming in and making a name for himself with 20, 20 fights already under his belt with 17 knockouts, David Benavidez, and uh, a guy that's really on the up and up. So I'm really looking forward to that fight, man. Um, in other news, as far as fights being announced, uh, now that fight got me hyped up when I first seen about that one going on. I was really uh, looking forward to, oh, where are they going to make this happen at? What are they going to? What's the date going to be? And all that, all that. Complete opposite, to be frank with it. When I heard about Victor Ortiz and Brandon Bam Bam Rios trying to get it on. Now, granted, it might be a good fight because you never know when you got two. MMA brawlers, basically, in the boxing ring. What can happen when you when you talk about Mexican style and all that? You know, Victor Ortiz. If anyone has the time to afford any of the stories that he's willing to give out for free, he's still talking about a rematch with Floyd. CTE is real, folks. Not saying that's the case here, but it might be eyebrow raised for sure. Now I cannot conform confirm or deny that he was going through that. But I think a guy like Victor Ortiz might be in a similar sense 
of a guy like um, Anthony or uh, A Rod. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodriguez. Because he, he's like a uh, he's just a prima donna. Ever since he had that the big light on him, as far as getting into the Mayweather sweepstakes and how tough he was looking in the fight up until the point where Floyd, you know, quote unquote cheated and basically derailed his entire career. Did that high point of being the kid from Kansas whose mommy and daddy wasn't there for him and he's made himself in, from from nothing into something and now he's going to beat Floyd Mayweather. He got knocked out brutally by Floyd that night by hook or by crook, whatever anybody's, whether it be a self-formulated opinion or something that's regurgitated from things they heard online or the television, or the sports media. That was a KO within all the confines of the rules being rules. As I always like to mention when some things like that happen, it ain't boxing without a little bit of controversy. So you just got to be used to that. Perfect example, Pacquiao losing the horn. Don't cry. You didn't finish the job. It happened. Happened before with Bradley as well. Um, but Brandon Rios, I like, I like to mention that, you know, I'm not big on television shows and stuff like that. But I did watch a little bit of The Walking Dead. And I find it as entertaining as ever being on television because I don't believe in zombies. But it looks like we got a walking zombie amongst us all, folks, and Brandon Rios. Because last time I seen Brandon Rios, he got knocked the fuck out by my man Danny Garcia. Highlight real material. Willa, your boy Brandon Schaub from Showtime's crew listed it the Merc of the Month. <laughs> Remember that clown Brandon Schaub who was defending Conor McGregor uh, during the press conference? That's the guy who I'm talking about. Yeah. He still got a job. Yeah. He still got a job with Showtime somehow. Uh, has a has a show below the belt. Anybody who's a fan of him and all that. Um, but, yeah, I don't believe in zombies, but we got a has-been with a glass jaw. Sorry, Victor Ortiz. And Brandon, goddamn real, he's still fighting. Now, Willa, I'm not saying that I'm super hyped for this fight. Hell, if they want to have it at the forum, or I think StubHub might be projected, I might just go out there. Not only to be a part of the boxing media and everybody there who's fans of the sport because it's StubHub. Nice little boxing event in Southern California. And I got business to handle out there too. So I might be out there a little bit more than often. But nonetheless, I'm looking at it like a. I don't know why these guys are fighting to a. These guys are both pretty much on the dog days of their career. And, you know, I actually think somebody might just get knocked out in this fight, even though it should be a <laughs> it should be a uh, both dudes just getting tired and going the distance. But, Willa, I sent you the shaking my head emoji when I listed this fight to you with a question mark because there might be a loud Mexican fan base out there. And loud, I mean, in a good way as far as being – uh, abrupt and how loud, outspoken they will be for talking about the fight. So not loud in a bad way, 
But you would have the Mexican fan base, which is, you know, huge in boxing, to probably be all in for this fight. Now, no one likes a smart ass or anything like that, so I won't say, but for us, the, 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 the smarter, you know, hardcore boxing fans who look at it all, I'm not saying that, but just kind of looking at it from a bird's eye view. Looking at it from a bird's eye view, I just, I don't see this fight as far as being anything beneficial other than a paycheck to support both families. Now, well, I'm telling you, okay, look, the fight might be over here, and like I said, I might go see it just because Southern California is kind of where it's at for RC right now. I ain't been going out and doing nothing here in Central California for ever since I've been back. I've been low-key chilling. Do Hollywood for this shit now. So when it comes to L.A., I'm going to be there. But, well, let's say it's a three-hour drive for me to L.A. So you said it's a three-hour uh, drive for from where you're at to Dallas. So if I was to tell you Victor Ortiz and Brandon Reels were going to be fighting in Dallas, Texas, you making the drive for that? Oh, man. Not only am I making the drive, I'm making sure oh. I get – Closer tick, uh, closer tickets, man. I, that is a fight that you know. I think it's been a lot of, been a lot of trash talk for years and years with this fight, man. This is a grudge match, damn near. Both guys, of course, are washed, but both guys are out there trying to fight. You know, Victor Ortiz, he didn't got whopped a few times. He didn't went out like a chump, but he usually yeah. tries to fight. We know Brandon Rios, he didn't. He's going to at least come forward, even when Manny gave him that beating. He just came forward and took the <laughs> beating. You know, so we know these guys are going to be tough, tough cats, man. Uh, two two Americans going at it. That's what we love to see, man. And and it, and it makes it better. That it gives it that extra. Maybe not, it doesn't make it. It does make it better. It gives it that extra flair that we got two just, you know, Mexican-American warriors. You know, they're on the downfall, but they're not really that old, you know. Uh, I think uh, Ortiz is 31. Rios is probably not too far. Rios might be a little older, though. But, you know, these oh, these yeah. guys are just all – these guys ain't just all the way washed up. But we'll see what's up with the with them. Uh, I would definitely drive three hours to, to see that fight. No doubt about it. Uh, I think it's gonna be oh, a good okay. fight. And, and um, you know, we I had a I've been talking. I'm a, I've been out in the fields, uh, in the field with work. So I've been talking to a lot of people about boxing when it comes up. A lot of Mexican guys out here, and uh, that that fight was brought brought up. I think that was today or uh, what's today? Today is Monday. So yeah, we might talk about that today. And he said, yeah. It ain't, you know, it ain't what it is. But I, I would, I'm a, I would probably go see it. You know, I'm gonna go see it, and I think that's what everybody says. Even you, you know, deep down inside, that these guys are gonna, these guys, like you said, gonna try to sleep one another. And if you think somebody's gonna go to sleep, that's good boxing, as long as it's not the first damn round. You know, so yeah, I think we all, uh, we all agree that this is, if, even though this means nothing. This should be good for boxing, you know. No, yeah, I feel you. I Maybe feel we can you. get it, a Gotti Ward or something that. like that. 
<laughs> that wouldn't have me sound much. Just some Mexican warfare, and I knew it was something that I wanted to bring up, Willa, because I got one of my partners that's out in uh, Texas right now, and he's in the McAllen uh, Edinburgh area, somewhere south like that. Um, yeah, that's the valley. He's, talk- he's talking about. He was telling me earlier in the week about how people were hyped for that fight when they heard about it getting announced. I was like, okay. Have I been that far out of the loop for this fight to be getting any kind of hype behind? Because, you know, where I was standing at it from looking at it, and then, like he said, it's damn near a grudge match when these two get in the ring. And we're going to see, you know, if not blood and guts in there, we're going to see two old dudes just swinging, getting tired, and probably clinching a lot more than we would like. But, you know, if they can make it the opposite of that and and just slug them out on some rock and sock them robot type shit, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Because... 32. Brandon Rios is 32, dog. These guys ain't old, man. These guys is your age, 32 dog. years old. Hey, hold on, man. I'm 29, man. I... No, I'm 30. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's but, about yo. right. 29, 32. That's about yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. dog. So, no, nah, fuck all that. I'm, 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 I feel about, you know, 25 or something like that sometimes. Might be even less than that. But that's neither here nor there. Those guys, you know, you, you say that they're 30. Well, he's 32. It seems like, you know, I didn't have that marked down or anything like that. I, I, you know, maybe I should know that. Maybe I shouldn't. Whatever. But I'm just saying, if anyone was to ask me, I would think that you know both guys were pushing around 35 and out. Um, their bodies took more more damage that would have their age to be believed. So, because I think that, like we said, those guys been getting uh, they they took some big shots in their career and might have unfortunately taken off. Uh, some days of their life because of doing so. Uh, especially Brandon Rios' last knockout. He took to Danny Garcia. My man's body just, he was already in that zombie mode when he was going down from his head getting changed in three different ways before he hit the mat. Um, but, you know, uh, there's much respect to both those guys. I know Rios, he's going to be a, he's already punch drunk. And um, I don't want to be too frank about anything like that, but, you know, he's already punch drunk. He reminds me of the uh, uh, MMA's world, uh, Nate Diaz. You know, um, whenever these guys are talking, they're both, they're both similar, Mexican dudes who don't speak no Spanish and kind of talk the same way when UFC fans look. I mean, just look up Brandon Rios, UFC fans, and, and boxing fans look up Nate Diaz. When both these guys are talking, uh, you, you, you couldn't tell which one was which. Um, but you know, if they can make an interesting fight out of it, hell, I, I get. Willard, you said you take the drive. I said I'll take the drive. So hey, it, uh, it goes both ways for us both. So um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, just to see if we can get some blood and guts out of it. But um, at the same time, I wouldn't hold my breath. So, um, but yeah, Willard, um we covered up pretty much everything I wanted to go over. Um, don't want to take over all the headlines and stuff like that because we got a show coming on uh, Wednesday. Anything else you wanted to cover up here or anything we're missing? Oh, no, I don't think so, man. Uh, yeah. Who, yeah, that was, it was sort of, it was a lot of boxing going on, but nothing really. I did see that guy, Triple D, that uh, the D from A four three was talking about, he was looking a little trash. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really catch too much boxing this weekend, man. Like I said, it was a family affair out here at the beach doing our thing, you know. <laughs> uh, I didn't see uh, that guy Triple D, but I remember D was talking about him. Uh, <laughs> what was up with that dude? He just looks like a weak little hype. UK guy. Yeah, he was fighting. I didn't even, I don't even, I think he might have knocked the guy out. He was fighting a bum. He was just looking real weak doing it. Just another UK UK brother, a.k.a. a faker in the game, man. Ain't nobody worried about that guy. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, odds makers going on one, uh, plus 145 for Canelo, minus 175 for Triple G. Anybody who's in, interested in that. Um, another little follow-up, I guess we could throw in here. Since we're all kind of waiting, is Eddie Hearns talking about he thinks Deontay Wilder don't want this fight now because he has a sign on the line? Sign what? Eddie Hearns tripping, man. Hopefully, we get this goddamn fight going on because I'm already damn near tired of talking about it. Just need to get this. The UK on the brother, road, man. man. <laughs> I've been explaining. You were right. I think. <laughs> I You're seen right. something of I seen Wilder had an interview with uh with that chick. Very good looking chick, I might say. She does a little boxing interviews. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I seen that one. Do you know did you get her name by chance? Because I was uh, I seen Wilder post a picture with her. I was like, who is that? Because, yeah, she was really cute though. Yeah, I don't know her name. She's uh but I've seen her do a lot of uh a lot of interviews. So she's like in the game. She, uh yeah, I don't know her name. Oh, but yeah. uh, go on about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that, and he was saying that uh, you know, Joshua was brainwashed and all this. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was. We we gonna see. It's just another UK brother move. It's nothing, nothing new, nothing old. You know. So, let me see what this chick's name is. It don't even say. You are right, though, man. Michelle Joe yeah. Phelps. Michelle Phelps. That's the name, man. We need to give her credit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Phelps. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Because, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little. little He's going to get a lot of likes like today that. by RC. <laughs> Maybe even the DM, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't do that DM stuff, man. I don't do that DM stuff, man. I I, I can't. Man. I'm gonna I look gotta, at hey, what's I, RC. I, I hey, got, boy got a whole page of like. <laughs> yeah, that boy been liking I gotta, today. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a D minus minus celebrity status to try to withhold, so I can't be sliding in the DM like that, man. <laughs> yeah, but you. you know, it, it, she ain't no. I mean, it, I, I like what she looks like, though. I mean, she ain't no Illinois. Uh, Illinois what's the name? Uh, Elanise DeGale, you know, remember James DeGale's sister, but, uh, yeah, she was real cute, man. Um, but this whole shit about it, though, Will, like, man, I don't, look, man, it's hard for me to talk about. Um, like you mentioned, uh, when, when you're talking about people from work or whatever and talk about boxing a little bit, it's, it's really nice to find someone to just randomly talk to about a sport of boxing because we could go from that little subject from what someone's talking about and, if your knowledgeable is expanded to the, the entirety of the game, it's an endless conversation. And I had some of the same stuff going on 
with that whole ordeal. Um, you know, the the Wilder Joshua fight seems like that's to be the biggest fight of the year. I don't care what Oscar De La Hoya says, being the rematch of Golovkin and Triple and and, and Canelo. Yeah. Um, but Eddie Hearn was then said we're gonna have this contract sent. It's getting printed out. I don't know if they're printing from those old school printers from the 1800s where you and then when you got to reload it to get a new sentence, you kind of wave it all the way back. You know, there's older ones like that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Eddie Hearn talking about he don't think Wilder wants his fight, but it's just so exhausting, man. It's exhausting to go through these, these type of situations and fights. And for us fans, it's exhausting because we, we live through the whole Mayweather, Pacquiao dilemma. And for me, it's extra exhausting because I was telling everybody for years, not to get any credit because I don't give a shit about that, but I was telling everybody for years that the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight is going to happen. Is it going to happen? It happened, and it was what it was. But I, I guarantee you maybe, uh, shit, if I give a little extra credit, I think maybe 70% of the public thought that fight would never happen because how long it was prolonged. Then we had Canelo Triple G, which should have happened maybe two years before it actually did. You had Canelo post-fight interviews talking about he's ready to put his gloves back on and fight Canelo right now or Triple G right now. And as boxing fans, shit, the last Last Cinco de Mayo, I was there. And when they had Julio Cesar Chavez pick up his briefcases and just show up to be a body in the ring, it was terrible. But you know what picked up the atmosphere? Was Gennady Golovkin being in the back, ready to come out and make the introduction of the fight, being more... set up more than anything and not set up in a screw job type of way, but being built up, you know, you have the white stripes play seven nation army, Gennady Golovkin's ring walk music. It's one of those songs that's going to pick up a <laughs> arena, a venue or anything. Hey, and people got hey, hyped. Okay, if- that's the gay shit. Hey, Galati Golovkin is so gay, though. He just made me burst out. What is it, What is that? The youth of the nation? What's the name of this? When no, does he come it's up? The white stri- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the White Stripes. It's the White Stripes by Seven Nation Army. And Miami uses it on every third down on defense. So, yeah, it goes around. <laughs> but you go, I know you wasn't feeling that, Will. I know you think it's some corny-ass shit because it's Galati Golovkin. But it's a hype song. And you know what else it was hype on, too? It was the song that was on Suicide Squad when Harley Quinn took off her gear and put on them skimpy-ass shit. So the song goes more ways for anything to a lot of people. Maybe like myself, shit. But you're not a fan of it, huh? Hey, no, I, I probably don't even know the song. I just had the song that was called, like, The Youth of the Nation for some reason playing in my head, and I could just see Gennady Ganufkin coming out to that. It just made me laugh because he's a corny ass dude. He's super yeah, I don't corny. even know who the white stripes are, so yeah. 
yeah, no, it's uh, it's just one of those typical songs. Pepsi and screw out here. That's it. Oh yeah, no, I see. Hey, and man, a little I'm beat. sitting sideways. I'm, the bass guy. Uh, I'm, 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 <laughs> I think probably little flip, um, chameleon, and Paul Wall. That's far as I go for uh, that that sound. But hey. King Cooper, that's my guy though. I fuck with Canadian. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, it's so it's so, it's just hard to talk about. My whole premise behind all that was that we had to wait all those years for Floyd versus Manny. You telling me people didn't want to see that shit? And when it did happen, look, pump the fucking brakes real quick because if Manny fought Floyd for a second time, do you know how many boxing fans out there? would say, fuck that fight, I'm not paying for that fight, no, 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 no. And then they end up paying for that fight. Like, cut it out. People that said that they wouldn't want to see that shit would still go see it or watch, or pay to see it. They coming. Yeah, they out here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. I see. Get out of here, bro. Yeah, they out here. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, the whole wait up for that and then the whole wait for Canelo Golovkin – it, it's just it just grows old and tiring for boxing fans to where people boxing fans are tired of it already and it's nowhere near the level that Mayweather Pacquiao was and and Canelo Golovkin was it's nowhere near we only been in it for about uh, maybe nine months to the longest or or as far as the fight being thought about and now that Wilder took care of business against Ortiz and Joshua took care of business against a guy who came in second to late notice and talked and uh, really didn't do too much damage and took him eleven rounds um, and not only that but Joseph but if, was able to give but him if some nobody points. wants to see it why was Canelo getting that tainted meat such a big story. Everybody knows Canelo is the man when it comes to boxing. I don't know why you keep on talking this nonsense. Is the fight bigger? He is the war, man. I mean, war than Wilder versus uh, Joshua? No, only because Triple G is a cornball. You know, AJ is a cornball. Oh, what? Uh, Anthony Joshua is a cornball also, but he's a heavyweight, so he's knocking boys out. Triple G ain't had. To, I guess I can't remember who did he fight last. He got a knockout last time, but that was a bum. Uh, Von is Von is beat the shit out. Of right, him. right, right. Yeah, yeah. but what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lula, they ain't getting no know, knockouts I, against anybody good. So you know, it seems like a lot of hate. Well, you know, people can. It seems like a lot of hate from you, not me. I'm over here trying to give Canelo. I mean, I'm not. I'm not bashing him. You know, when I talk about Canelo, I I drop kick him when he's down. But I'm not really going there right now. I, I'm chilling right now. I'm in a good mood. I'm vibing, and and I, I mean, but you over here saying that. Triple G's a cornball, which I agree. But don't you think that Triple? Oh wait, that's right. You don't think Triple G won the first fight for some for foreseeable reason. So that's why you're kind of looking at Golovkin like this because not only that, before this fight you seen him, which we both agree on, lose to Danny Jacobs. So I, if I'm thinking about it from D. Willis' perspective, you're looking at Golovkin like a guy who's just on the down and down, right? Uh, I'm not thinking of him as just. On, I'm not saying he's on the down and down. I had, I think I had a Canelo winning the fight, maybe, or I had it a draw. Can't remember. It was a while ago, but I didn't have him losing for sure. Um, of course, we both thought Jacobs gave him that work. 
close fight though. You know, maybe not a robbery, but I, I had him. I had him winning. I don't think Triple G is is. I'm not taking away from his skills. Just think he's old and he's 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 uh he's about to get washed. That's about it, man. Uh, and that his his aura and that nature it died down after the Canelo and the Jacobs fights. And nobody, the reason people don't care, it's not because they don't care about Canelo. It's because they don't care about Triple G. Oh no, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And I look. I don't want to come on here and sound like the, for, for when we talked about Golovkin and Canelo being announced again, and you know for September and all that. And um, I had my personal opinion on it, but at the same time, I was like, you know, it still is a good fight for the boxing public. Blah 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 blah. I wasn't playing both sides of the fence. I was just not trying to be the party pooper on a fight, which will, you know, probably, you know, it is pay per view worthy. I would say, um, I'd say it is just because of the names in the sport that you quit, whatever, whatever. And remember, you had like nine exclamation points once it got signed. You lying. You a goddamn liar. Well, you know, that ain't true. <laughs> hey, all right, <laughs> man. Don't make me at the post, dog. Hey, I'm about to expose you, dog. Hey, you had about at least nine, nine to 12 exclamation points once it was signed, nah. right on the dot. I looked to see when they announced it. It was like 12.53. And I was like, damn, this boy hit me at 12.54. He, he was on the dial. Like he got De La Hoya on text message or something. <laughs> People, you know Willis fooling right now. He ain't got nothing unless he's a, a really good Photoshop editor who could put up some stuff like that in text message. Because I don't care about this fight. But I care about this fight because it's good for the boxing public. Like I said, in my personal opinion, it's two glorified B-level fighters who might think I'm crazy for thinking such, but I have reasons why. And I know that they're, I said, elite fighters. And as far as elite being... That's as far as the box office goes. Golovkin's the, the, you know, he's the, the, the mystique of a knockout artist. What he did to Vanez Matarotin, he's that guy from Kazakhstan, fighting Mexican style, sponsored by Jordan. He's a big deal, right? That's how everybody looks at it. So from that perspective, yeah, it's a good fight for the public, and I'm glad that it's happening because – it's one of the bigger fights of the year, and it's definitely worth pay-per-view money. Whether you're a Canelo fan or not, Golovkin fan or not, I'm not even a fan of both, but I'll still pay for it to watch it. And um, matter of fact, I might even be there too. So um, depending on how everything works out, you know, I was there for the last two fights in Vegas being September and, and May. So was planning on going back to this one that got canceled in May. Uh, so I'll definitely make the trip out for the second one even though I'm not a fan of it. But uh, another funny part of that story, Willa, that we could cover on. Now, is I don't what? know if this is Your, lo- your low-key love for Canelo? Have you no, been to the last man. three Canelo fights? Is that what you said? <sighs> yes, I, I have been, but it's not because I'm a Canelo <laughs> fan. It's because he brings the hose out, and Vegas is usually yeah, – yeah, yeah. Excuse me, that I didn't even good. say that. They see, I didn't even mean that. I take that back. Willa – Got me over here talking like him right now. I, <laughs> look, I, hey. the ladies were out, but you know hey. Vegas is just a good time out there for the time being. So that's what it is, Will. I'm not a fan of Canelo, and you know this. Don't don't yeah. push no propaganda hey. against me. Hey, I don't know, bro. I'm just I'm. Just, it's just adding, you know, when like two plus two, it's gonna always equals four. It's always, you know, it's gonna always equal four. I don't know about that. 
But what I do know about, here's something else we can go on because this is another one of your boys, for whatever reason. Oscar De La Hoya. Now, Oscar De La Hoya is a very outspoken person on Twitter. He gets on his binges. I mean, his Twitter fingers. Aina. <laughs> and he might. And and he, Oscar De La Hoya, he's a wild cowboy, folks. Ain't no telling what's going to be in the news when you hear about Oscar De La Hoya. Because we've seen news about him in the infamous fishnet and high heels. We've seen With him the in news. <laughs> With the woman. Always, always put that out. He had fishnets on, taking for a woman by a woman. So. No strap-ons were seen. <laughs> was she worthy of that, Willa, do you think? Because I think, uh, if you don't remember what that female looked like, I think I got a photo saved somewhere here. No, nah, she was sort of weak. I think, hey, but when you, hey, I, I personally haven't been on that, on, that, uh, on that white girl, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I've been drunk before. And I might not, you know, I might, it, it looked like something that on a late night, a foolery I might be hitting maybe when I was young and foolish, but if I was on that 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 nose candy, uh, you know, I might. Who knows? You don't know. He was on the candy, obviously. <laughs> so as long as long as he didn't go to 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 the other side, I don't really care. You know, like I, you know, men people do what they want to do in their bed. I could care less, man. Even if it was a man, if it was a man, it's fucked up, but I probably wouldn't be showing him as much love, but it wouldn't kill me as much. But it's a woman. Hey, guys out here, <laughs> that's heterosexual. It, no, no matter what, what you call it, that's heterosexual sex that he was having. So, uh, no big deal to me. <sighs> yeah. But did he do something? No I- Are you just hating on him? No, no, I got something coming. Uh, I'm just kind of building it all up, you know, um, okay. because I, I'm not here to confirm or deny know with you. that I've had. I, I cannot confirm or deny that I've I've had any kind of uh, run-ins with the white pony or nothing like that. So I, I can't speak. On that. <laughs> but um, hey, you from that Miami, but, right? You be hitting that Miami yearly. Like I hello, said, hello. I'm not. In, I'm, a, I'm not. In, I'm not in liberty to dispute or anything like that about whether I have or have not. So. No comment. But what I do have to comment on the reason bringing this all up in the first place was we weren't just piggybacking on Oscar De La Hoya because his secret love for Saul, as he calls him, Canelo, what we call him, but, you know, that's special treatment or whatever. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, and I wasn't going to just pick on anything else that happened because we all know that Oscar De La Hoya is also had some recent run-ins. I have two girls two young girls that he was uh, just having too much fun with in the kitchen. It's whatever. I don't care about that. But Oscar De La Hoya, you never know with this guy. He came out saying that he paid Triple G millions of his own money to make the Canelo fight. Now, it's true. People will look at him like a hero as far as the Mexican fan base. And not just speaking of the Mexican fan base, but the fan base of Golovkin in itself. So for Golovkin's fan base, Canelo's fan base, which have a pretty big following and of similar of similar races, which are a big part of boxing, because you know Mexican fans say that they they adopted Triple G because of his Mexican style. 
But Oscar De La Hoya came out and said, quote, unquote, I actually came out with my own money to bridge the gap and make this fight happen. Gennady Golovkin wanted a bigger piece of the pie. It was a matter of a few million dollars. I couldn't get it from Canelo's side because he was going to stick to his guns on how much he's making. So I had to come up with the difference. Quote, unquote. Now, we Damn. don't know Golovkin. Let's get this guy a round of applause. He went from four to he went from forty two point five million to forty five. So his whole strategy of holding out really worked out in a big way. Because I was the guy saying that when it went from thirty five, I would have offered him possibly thirty seven and say kick rocks. But to get his money as well as he did, it all worked out for Golovkin. And not only that. If, you, if, if boxing fans remember, there was a deadline that was at noon on Friday. And Golovkin waited until past that deadline, still pushing Delahoya's button. So you know Delahoya was pissed off. So, I mean, to think about the first fight being 70-30 for Canelo, and now Gennady Golovkin able to get you know, four or five, big difference in this fight. Savvy move by Golovkin because it seemed like Oscar was ready to run away as soon as possible, saying, we'll fight Danny Jacobs. But an offer came out to Danny Jacobs, and it was allegedly 80 to 20, and that's why Jacobs turned it down. Can't say I blame him for that. Talk about a slap in the face. But nonetheless, Oscar De La Hoya, your man, Willa, put aside a lot of his coke money in order to make this fight happen, or so he says. Now, yeah. I, I, like I'm saying, I cannot confirm or deny, but I'll tell you what. I know Oscar De La Hoya probably has some long nights and has a lot of time to come up with this stuff because, you know, ever since he got out of rehab, and was coming out of clubs, shadow boxing, talking about fighting Golovkin. Well, you know, seemed Give like he was hype. <laughs> he was back on that ride. But what do you think about us, all this with Oscar De La Hoya, my man? <clears throat> hey, Oscar can't do no wrong, man. When it comes to me, let him do his thing. He's paying out. He's paying out uh, uh, another extra couple couple of million to uh, to Lil G. So be it. Sure, he's got he's gonna get that back on the back end. So more like investing two point five of his or two point whatever of his own million. Uh, you know, De La Hoya is gonna do him. He's the uh, the Mexican prince of boxing, uh, Mexican American. He's the reason why I, I love boxing so much. Uh, the golden boy. So, hey, let him do his thing. Hopefully somebody got an eye out for him. And uh, that's it. You know, he's been doing it this long. I'm not – it it is what it is. He wanted us to – we needed the fight to happen. He wanted the fight to happen. Uh, so he made it happen. That's what that's what bosses do. They make shit happen. So boss move. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, that's just what he did, and we'll see what happens. Enough uh, – uh, Triple G de- uh, deserve more than 
what he got last time, 30, 35, 40, 45. That's, you know, he did what he needs to do. He got his money. Right. Uh, yeah, because you so yeah, no, he thought the, the percentage the didn't change. The percentage didn't change because, right, because this is money from somewhere else. So whatever, so he didn't go up to whatever it is. So whatever the last one was, was it 40%? Did they offer him forty? That, that's where I'm wondering how full of shit Oscar De La Hoya is or isn't. Right, because that's that a lot that. of money so to if split I get up. Forty percent. Yeah, yeah. If I get forty yeah. percent, uh, 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 a hundred thousand. That's forty percent. If I, you know, and then I just put for my own money another two million. They don't have nothing. That's still that hundred thousand is still the purse. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know why he would say that. Wasn't that that was on like a like a show on ESPN, right? I believe was it so. on like I uh, it was on like the the Miami Cats, maybe. I don't know though, or maybe Highly I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think that's what it was on. I'm not sure, but I saw it was on ESPN. Uh, yeah, hey, De La Hoya standing in the news doing what he needs to do, promoting this fight. Let boys know that he's making boss moves two point two point something that ain't nothing, ain't nothing to a boss. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully he wasn't uh, the night he did that he wasn't tooted up, or hopefully he was. You know he's been managing it well <laughs> the last couple of years. So you know, do your thing. You know, do your thing, Oscar. You always got my support. Viva la Oscar! Do his, <laughs> do his thing, man. The guy to go to. Fucking rehab and miss Canelo's fight. Like, you know how important that was for Oscar. He needed to cut it out, man. Like, you know, Oscar De La Hoya is it one of those weird characters, man. Hey, <laughs> his health is more important. The money still flowed in. And he didn't spend. If he would have went there that night, who knows how much he would have spent. He's all right. <laughs> you know, I want him to be healthy. I want him to get his life together. I want him to do him at the same time. Because that's when. That's when we get guys to say, fuck it, here goes 2.5. Take that share. <laughs> Come get this work. Yeah, he's a... Viva he's la a, Oscar! Uh, <laughs> he's a robe with a lot of diamonds and shiny shit away from being a Ric Flair as far as uh, a gimmick from what kind of guy style that this this lifestyle this man lives. Oscar the Hunt is a wild cowboy, like I mentioned. Um and yeah, I just I I wasn't too sure to how to take this one. I don't know if it was a long night binged out where Oscar's, you know, just watching Canelo film all night and keeping himself awake. And I I just I just didn't know what to make of it because, you know, what as wrong as it is where they smoke this fire. So um, but um, before we come up and and go on to this next topic. I wanted to talk about, um, well, we're going to continue following this one because JP's on. So, um, uh, JP, I know you just got on with this right now. And basically what we're talking about was Oscar De La Hoya saying that he paid the difference uh, to make this Be Canelo Golovkin the best fight of all time. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not so sure whether to take this one uh, for a grain of salt or – actually to take Oscar for a shoot because I know he might got a little bit of money in that Golden Boy wallet, but you know Oscar. Sometimes he has those long nights and tweets some random shit and 
you know, Triple G pushed his buttons as far as the deadline went because the deadline was at noon on a Friday, and he let it continue running. So, um, you know, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, are you, are you buying what this man's selling? Um, but you can follow that up after you tell Willa how great the weather is in Long Beach compared to Houston, Texas. Yes, Willa, as you know, the weather is phenomenal as usual. Uh, how you doing out there, sir? Hey, we're doing good. Like I said, I was at the beach all weekend, chilling, eight hours on the beach. That's letting you know how hot it was. It wasn't hot at all, nigga. We're hitting us in the face, putting up beach patties, <laughs> Texas. Texas Angus on the on the grill, you know what I'm saying? I know y'all probably barbecue y'all barbecue hot dogs out there in California. No, no. Hot dogs and brats. No, 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 no. Y'all be on them brats. Brats is fire. Don't even shade on brats because brats is <laughs> no, heavy no. fire. Hey, brats. niggas don't know about brats. Hey, no, the homies was like, hey, uh, hey uh. the homies was like, hey, the homies was like, hey, what kind of links is these, my nigga? I was like, nigga, this ain't a link. <laughs> And they ain't no leak. It's a goddamn brat. They ain't got no small ass. They ain't got no small ass chewing like Willow was getting on my man Smoke about on Twitter not too long ago. Oh man, but yeah though, man, I, I think it's all promotion. Oscar, Oscar knows like I like I've been saying, the fight has lost some luster for whatever reason. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but some reason. Uh, I think the negotiations might have soured things, the whole Computerall saga. And uh, Oscar's doing what he can to pr- he's doing what he can to m- promote the fight. Whatever. You know what I mean? And that's all it is, man. He's doing what he can to m- promote the fight. It's it's it may not be the projections may not be what they want it to be. If this fight this fight's not going to break over two mil, so you know I, I don't know what the money's going to be or how much profit there is to be had. But I do know that Oscar's doing what he can to promote the fight. You got Canelo, who sounds like Mickey Mouse speaking Spanish, and you got Triple G, who can just <laughs> do the the fucking uh, Mad TV smile. So okay. they got to get they got to fabricate a fight at a press conference or something. But it needs something, and Oscar's doing whatever he can do. Yeah, not only that, JP, but they're not even going to have any, like, face-to-face or anything like that. Golovkin was coming out saying that he thinks Canelo's afraid to look him in his eyes. So not only moving along forward to promote this whole fight and all that stuff, I mean, yeah, I almost no stopped for a show, right? Yeah, no face-off show. No, None of them playing. Uh, they were playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots last year, which is boring as shit when you got Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor running amok. You know, as far as promotion-wise, that one being before the first fight. And it just seemed like, okay, this is supposed to be the real fight, but these guys are smiling across the, the table from each other playing a fucking uh, uh, 70s game. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and now none of that moving forward and just going to just get it going. I don't know how well this fight does, but, I mean, less than $2 million, I'm, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. I'm with JP on that. Yeah, for sure. You even uh, starting to hear, well, not here, but I've seen a tweet or two from Oscar where he's basically kind of ridiculing Mexicans for kind of siding with Triple G. Uh, some tweets that kind of <laughs> imply imply that sentiment. And I don't blame him. You know, I'd probably do the same thing. I'm I'm no better. But, uh, 
Yeah, man, that's all it is. That's all it is. The fight's lacking a little luster. These guys can't build anything. They just two fucking dudes, Mexican Mickey Mouse and Mad TV face, and that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I feel you on that. It's a, it, 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 it really is going to be hard to build up, but if they can somehow make some trash talking leading forward, that's the only hope. So we'll see how it goes. But um, we did talk about earlier in the show about uh, Clarissa Shields fighting and Christina Hammers fight moving forward. Did you catch any of that on Friday and anything you want to comment on from that? No, nah, man, I, did, I didn't even see it. Those ones out. Oh, one I was talking to Willa about being David Benavidez, you know, El Bandado Roja. That guy will be in the ring going up against Anthony Durrell, looking to become the youngest, uh, was it the youngest middleweight champion at 20 years of age? Um, super. And I mean, super middleweight, 20 years of age against Durrell. Any comments on that fight? Because I look at it like, hey, I like to see David Benavidez. And Sometimes when you watch him in the ring, how good he looks, you forget that he's 20 years old. Really young dude, but it looks like he's got a bright future in the sport, and he's got a really good boxing brain on him. Um, yeah, I like David Benavidez. I like him. I like David Benavidez a lot. I think, you know, he just needs to be showcased more. Needs more. needs to get in that ring more. I, I don't know what the problem is, but I'm, I'm excited about the future for that kid, and I always have to, like you say, keep in mind that he's only 20 years old. Man, definitely. He's he's something to watch out for, man. I mean, uh, like Willa mentioned, his vote for the uh, knockout of the year last year was that Mortal Kombat shit he pulled on old uh, Rogelio Porky Medina. <laughs> oh, man. I know I repeated that guy's career. But, um, no, um, anything you want to follow up with my man, JP, Willa? Oh, no, man. I wanted to say, uh, no, no, that was it. I think we also talked about that Rio uh, Ortiz. You that's know, right. Both saying, that, right. saying that we would watch it. We would make that three-hour drive. Would you drive three hours to check that check that fight out live, JP? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> if it was locally in town, I'd see it. That's that old money in the bank, man. They know they can get, you know, they can get at least some gate. They could possibly even get that fight on HBO. This is the, this is the end when they do this fight, when Khan and Brook fight, it's the end. So Victor Ortiz and uh, Brandon Rios, this is literally the end. This is the cash out fight. <laughs> Good riddance. Good riddance to both. Grudge man. That's yeah. See, that's what that's what I was saying. Well, that's kind of how I'm looking at it from the bird's eye perspective that I was saying. Because yeah, they might be able to look like some punching bags in there, but that's so bad for both guys. You know, they like I said, Rios is a zombie. Uh, awoken from the dead of a Danny Garcia straight, and you know Victor Ortiz is still looking for a Mayweather fight. So um, I don't know, but I, uh, but one thing also, um, they're talking about that fight being in StubHub, so it, it'll it'll definitely probably be in your area, uh, JP. And if you don't mind, I, I plan on taking a trip to go see that one, even though I'm not a fan of it. But you know, just so well, you know, if that's as long right. as you check in, man, it, it's all good. You know, I, I keep all the heat off you. I notify all the um, local enforcers around Los Angeles to uh, RCA be in town. So it's cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that one works out, man. Um, 
anything that's going on, JP, that you want to touch upon that me and Willa might have missed, or anything that's uh, in the in the in the boxing and boxing that's happened recently that you want to get off. Uh, man, I've just been wondering why in the hell did Oscar give up forty five to um, to Golovkin? Do, do we think that could be like smoke and mirrors <laughs> to 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 kind of keep Golovkin's cachet um, at a certain level? just for the publicity to say, like, we can't say, like, he just took a, a big-ass B-side. But I can't see no reason in the world for Canelo to give him 45%. Think of smokescreen, right. man. I think it's bullshit. See, and, and that's what I was that's what I was talking about. Like, I don't know how, how true that is of Oscar saying that, especially from what the original offer was, Oscar saying that he paid for the difference to compensate for Gennady Golovkin. That's a big fucking difference. I mean, if if we're talking about – um, it being 35, and we're talking about and shit, if it, even if it was 40, just that 5 million alone being the put aside money for the difference might be invested for, you know, a win is which I think will be going forward for Canelo, but at the end of the day, you know, he's still putting his money in stocks as far as everything going into the Golden Boy promotion and adding it on an extra 5 or 10 or whatever to be million. I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of smoke to me as well. Maybe, I mean, they might have had this whole thing set up the way it went down, actually, being Golovkin at 45, but just trying to make a story out of it or some shit. Because Oscar De La Hoya is trying to make this fight. I mean, he's been on Twitter saying that this is the biggest fight of the year. Uh, he doesn't care that that Joshua and Wilder is being spoken on and things like that. Um, in which it's a good it's a, it's a good little sell point for Eddie Hearn trying to prolong the fight by saying that he basically he don't want to step on Oscar De La Hoya's toes as far as putting the Joshua Wilder fight in the foreseeable future uh, anytime before September 16th or 15th, whatever one it is. Um, but, yeah, it, it seems like it's working for all, all purposes and whatnot. But um, I'm not so sure if I'm with him on that. But uh, JP and, and Willard's world, Oscar can do no wrong. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that? man, but I, I I think Oscar, you know, and, and Eddie Hearn as well, you know, what I, I don't know, whatever, I, I figure that all the PBC or, I guess, Showtime fighters, their contracts must be up. That's why we're hearing all this. Uh, someone was sent an offer, and Spence was sent an offer. And uh, you hear that offer, um, Oscar Dazen. sent to Errol. And um, it's just like, you know, they keep throwing shade because they can't pull nobody from the stable. And they're like, well, you know, there's a reason, you know, this fighters become pay-per-view stars, and it's not by <laughs> being a free agent. It's by having a strong promotional company behind you. But obviously these guys don't feel the same. So, you know, trying to sell a product that is outdated and force it down people's throat when they don't want it no more and they've figured out better ways to get to the money, that shit looked really bad, and they keep doing it, but it looked like those guys over on the other side of PBC have figured out a better way to get to the money and cut a cut a middleman, cut a hand out the fucking pot, yep. and that's what's going on. Yo, good good point, man. Good point. If I, I couldn't think of anything better for Willa to follow up on because we all know Willa's big on Earl Spence, and we all know, as I just mentioned, Oscar De La Hoya can't do no wrong. Willa, your comments on Oscar De La Hoya throwing a little bit of shade at why Earl Spence is not a big pay-per-view star because he's not signed with Golden Boy's promotion, basically is what he was saying. Um, 
Anything you got to put on that one, my man? Because I know those both your guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But is he is Earl Spence a pay per view star? Ooh. I, I'd have so, to, I mean, I'd he's not. To, I, I don't think we've seen him. I decline on that. Yeah, one. I don't think we've seen. Yeah, we don't think we've seen anything of his on pay per view. So, I mean, Oscar is probably right. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're not getting more money. You know, pay per view star doesn't always. I mean, it usually does, but that doesn't necessarily mean <clears throat> that you're getting the most money. Or at the end of the day, you're getting the most money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like being an in, uh, independent rapper. You know, like Master P. Oh yeah. You know, you get, you get high enough where. He really said he ain't getting him ten, fifteen, and twenty million dollar paydays as well as being a pay per view star. But, but, but if I get fifteen, 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 gotta pay, and I gotta pay uh, five, six million to somebody else, and then I'm getting nine million and, and getting the same thing, almost getting the same thing, then it's it sort of, you know, he might not be a pay per view star, but he might get the might get the dollars. Like you're saying, they're cutting out a middleman. If they're cutting out money. They're not making you that much more money. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I, if if this is the way to go, I'm not saying it's right. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see how it, it goes. But if they're looking at the deal and saying they're not taking the deal, uh, unless they're like Adrian Broner, I'm going to have to take their word that they're seeing something that we ain't seeing. You know? But I'm not mad at Oscar yeah. for saying that because it might be true. He might not be able to – he might not be a, be a, a pay-per-view star, but he might be good enough. To be on HBO and get, you know, some eye. Hey, and that's the funny he, thing. He's got the, the funny final. part about the funny part about that though, Willa, is that cats are imply like, oh, them cats is just so stupid. They don't they don't know a good deal when it's right in front of them. I'm like, yeah, Adrian Broner may be fucking bipolar, but that motherfucker understand money. You know, so these people like to under, like to imply that all these guys who sticking around with the Heyman thing, they're just so dumb that they they just can't see it. I'm like, are you fucking retarded or brainwashed or hypnotized or something? Because these guys understand what that money do. You know, you don't really got to. We all learn to add and subtract, and we all seem to retain that knowledge. So shit ain't out mm-hmm. for a man. And they they fucking get it. They know what they're looking at on them contracts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. most definitely. definitely. But he did. But Broder did give up like thirty million, right? Or something crazy, correct? So Broder well, might not. Know. We can't. Yeah, we can't give Broder the the benefit of the doubt the second time. For the uh, when uh, we see we're talking when about the, the, the Rock Nation deal. Yeah, for the Rock Nation. So if you turn it down the first time, yeah, we can give you the benefit of the doubt. But that second time that happened, and we see you ain't made the forty million, we're like, all right, does this guy know what he's doing? It's a little more question. But Earl Spence doesn't seem like that type of dude. Seems like he's about his money. He's got a promotional company, also, right? He was talking about signing some fighters. Uh, so you know, I see he's trying to do his thing. So you know, so I'm not hating on either side. Both both is right. Both should do their thing. I mean, nice Bob try. Arum is a proven, Bob Arum is proven, tested, tried, true. You could also say the same about Don King, but, you know, that may come with something or another. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think this is a day and age where being in, independent in any format, whether it be music or podcasts like we're on, 
this is all new to today's society where, you know, uh, shit, as of what, maybe four or five years ago, you and I could not be doing what we're doing right now where people actually are checking and subscribing to hear Willa, RC, and JP on a fucking podcast. So the world is offering a hand to being independent and creating your own, and I think that's what they're doing over there, man. I mean, of course you get more money if you cut out a promotion. Of course you are, right? Of course. So, yeah, man, that's all it is. No, I tell you, and and, uh, um, I think we all got to tip our cap to Bob Aaron at this point because – you know, a guy who was vilified during the whole Pacquiao-Mayweather whole debacle that ended up being as long as it was, um, people looked at Bob Arum as a guy who was a big part of that problem and why big fights were not being allowed. But I, Bob Arum obviously is, uh, you know, the Bob father, been tried and true and in this business for a very long time. And, uh, you know, that old money sticks together. So uh, as far as his pull in the sport of boxing, and and not only that, but his, I mean, you know, he's got the arguably the, the one and two pound for pound fighters under his stable right now, so still doing work. Uh, but he's, it seems like he's willing to make these fights now, as he he talked about uh, Crawford and Spence possibility. Definitely willing to be uh, a guy that's someone to bring to the table, and you'll be able to work with him. No cold war in there. So uh, Bob Arum, he's a he's a vet around the game, and he he definitely uh, is one of those guys that's proven. So um, much respect there, and, and 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 hopefully that this whole thing doesn't prolong in, the, in in anything that we've seen before. Because another thing, uh, you know, after distancing Oscar a little bit, just from you know my personal opinion about the guy, but it, Oscar is a. He's willing to work with anybody, it seems like. So, yeah, he might, he might, you know, if it's a Canelo fight, he might try and run you over for 80-20 like he offered Jacobs. But, you know, he's willing to fight. He's willing to put Canelo in there with somebody. Or if you're anybody from the stable, he'll be, he'll be willing to fight for you. He probably only protects Canelo and Ryan Garcia. But, you know, I'm sure he, he he's willing to work with anybody. But um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, guys, was the preview trailer that came out for the movie Creed 2. Starting with you, uh, were you a fan of the first Creed in which uh, David Bellew was a character in the movie being pretty Ricky, the uh, the guy towards the end? Your man Andre Ward was in the movie, and shit, that was realistic as it gets because Andre Ward was scheduled to fight. Uh, I forget what Michael B. Jordan's character name was in that movie, to be honest with you, off top. But he was he was supposed to he was supposed to fight somebody, but he had to pull out from injury. I was like, that's some real life shit right there. And then they had Gabriel Rosado, another real life situation, where he got beat up in the movie. Kind of like how it happens in real life. But uh, Willa. This preview came out, and I was a big fan of the first Creed. I went to go see that movie in theaters with one of my shortstops I had out here, and it was a dope movie. She even liked it, too, because it had a little bit of the – to keep a woman in, entertained as far as the uh, aspects of that went. Preview that came out a few days ago, it had one Ivan Drago, and it looks like they're going to have 
the second becoming of Drago in this pre-two fight. Your thoughts on when you've seen the trailer and were you big on the first one? And basically, you're, you're at all in the second. Uh, yeah, I think I saw Creed. It was pretty good. I think I've only seen it one time. So it didn't just, you know, Michael B. Jordan isn't the best actor to me, but it was a good, it was a good movie. I'll definitely see part two. Uh, it's, uh, it was about as similar to the one that came out right before it with the white guy and the daughter. Uh, it was about oh, the same. That movie sucked. Southpaw. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I like Southpaw. I didn't like that I like, shit. That was like a love novelty, like crazy. Yeah. No, I like that one. I like I like Creed. I think Creed. So yeah, checking it out. I saw. I actually saw the the little uh, trailer. They show him getting knocked down. They show him putting in work. Then the, at the end, they show the Drago uh, name. So I guess this is Junior. So we'll see. Like you said, hey, his father was murdered. By this guy's dad, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of build up, a lot of hype. Uh, yeah, I'll watch the movie. Uh, I might, depending on the ratings, I might go check it out at the movie theaters. Probably not. I still ain't seen Deadpool too, so I'll be wanting to check out movies. But <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, I but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see I'm you behind on it. Yeah, I like the I like the way it looks to start off. Um, I was a fan of the first one, like I said. So to see the second one come out, that was it was nice. But uh, uh, JP, your thoughts on the uh, trailer if you caught it for Creed Two? JP, oh, JP, anyway. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's that's uh, basically about it. I wanted to cover up today. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to Creed 2. Like I said, I, I, I like the uh, first one that came out. The uh, Southpaw movie I thought was going to be a lot better than it turned out to be. You know, I like 50 Cent and the whole uh, HBO-directed broadcasting to make it seem like a real fight. That was legit. I like that a lot. It made it seem really realistic. But the whole, you know, crazy guy just driving his car in the trees and just losing everything so without a second thought. It just didn't do it for me. So th- that's the only reason I kind of poo-poo on a movie. But other than that, man, um, with Creed Two coming out, uh, it looked like a really good preview. And like you said, uh, Drago did kill his dad. So uh, the, the storyline behind it should be good. I just think that when people thought about Creed coming out in the first place, it's like, oh, my God, another Rocky movie, man, the same goddamn story, blah, 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 blah. But when the movie dropped, people's opinions changed, and it was a really good movie. So um, that one made some pretty good mainstream waves this week. And um, basically just covering that. Um, I think we could end it there. And um, since we got to come back on Wednesday and all that. But, uh, I mean, thing all in all, well, uh, I'm so confused with soccer. I don't know what the hell is going on in this sport. Offsides is basically like a penalty from what cherry picking would be in basketball, as far as I know. But the only thing I do know is this. When I see the women in the stands, you know what? I'm going with Mexico. 
any thoughts on the World Cup because that's what's trending worldwide right now, and I feel us a part of this world not speaking on that would kind of make us more American than what they look at as being American, not giving a damn about football, as they call it. But we know football over here is with the shoulders and pads. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it's kind of a big deal right now, I guess. It's, I hear it uh, over here in California. It's, it's all around me. It's going crazy. Is it like that in Texas or anything you uh, – I mean, am I just a little bit out there as far as how big soccer is over here? Uh, you know, World Cup is talked about. It's a big deal, you know. It's not really popping, popping, but you know, with the U.S. not being in, but I, you know, last time it was, it's, it, you know, with the women, there's a lot of talk. It's a lot of talk. You know, we're in the, I'm in the city, so big city. I'm sure it's trendy. It's a trendy thing, and when you're in the big city, yeah, you know, that's a lot of that. So, yeah, I'm not watching it. You're I haven't watching, watched it. You're... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask. You watching any of that shit? Because I don't know anything. I, I don't understand it, man. Um, I understand. But, you know. Uh, yeah, I get You know, it. penalties? I mean, I get soccer. Shit? I, I don't know anything. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I used to play FIFA and all that stuff. That's about it. So I understand the rules. That's about it. You know, I don't really okay, get it. Look, yeah, I know you can't. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, one thing I was wondering about, like, uh, Mexico played Germany a week ago or whatever, and I thought Germany, since they lost, was eliminated from what I think to be is like a March Madness tournament of the World Cup, but I guess it's just a qualifying round. So, um, Yeah, it's like yeah, round I'm, robin. I'm, so you, play, you know about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, so I don't really, so yeah, yeah, work? I just know it's round confused. robin. How's that shit so work? you're playing for points. So I think you're playing for points at first. So you're beating people, okay. you get points, and you just y'all play each other, and then that's how I think it goes. I don't know. Don't get me lying. So that's like, that's where yeah. So it's like four of them or something, right? Four teams or something. Right. So you just play each other. Maybe all three of them play each other, and then whoever has the most points, maybe the top two, go on to the tournament, which is the same. Which I don't think it's just one game. It's playoffs, right? And I, it's not one and done. Yeah, not Pretty in that sure. that bracket, not in that bracket or whatever it's called. I'm not sure, but from what I was to- told upon, yeah, um, I, I guess yeah. it's 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 those four teams and uh, I think two or events. So um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But it, I, I was just, you know, it's just like uh, this one's happening in Russia, like you mentioned. So um, obviously the Russian national team gets an automatic bid, which the World Cup will be coming to the United States in 2026, I believe. So the United States has... Yeah, Trump uh, sealed that deal. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> just, just, like, just like he got your boy uh, LeVar Ball's son out. But LeVar Ball says, nah, man, we already had that deal. <laughs> he just talking. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's coming to the U.S. in 2026. So um, I... As much as the American soccer team is preparing to get myself ready for the 2016 Olympic Games that'll be here in the states, that way I comprehend penalties, why there's yellow flags, red flags, and you know um, penalty kicks and all that stuff. Because I, all I know is you can't cherry pick like you can in basketball. That's offside. So um, other than that, I know everybody flops, and there's about 10 deaths per game on both sides, 
Um, but other than that, I guess it is a big deal, and I guess I just wanted to cover that one up because, you know, we're just going all all over the what we missed on these past couple of days, and I know that Undisputed is not going to be on Fox because Fox televises soccer, and um, I guess it's just that time right now. It's March Madness for everybody who don't know what to do with the ball in their hands, so they use their feet, and I guess we'll just ride this one out until we get some big fights coming up. Um, but um, anything else you want to cover on before we uh, wrap this one up? Well, this is a really good show for us to, you know, cover, I mean, you know, women's fighting and going to soccer and this all over the place. But we got a lot out of this show that I think we kind of um, missed out on yesterday. And, and But at the same time, was able to add more today. Um, anything you want to uh, bring up before we uh, get ready to cut this one out, my guy? Uh, no, nah, man. I think we hit it all. Uh, like I said, it's a good one. Shout out to Clarissa Shields. She's going to knock your girl out. Well, no, she ain't going to knock your girl out. She's just going to watch her. She might knock her out. She might knock her out. Uh, you yeah. know what, Willa? We'll so, have to make a little bet for that fight. We'll have to uh, uh, make a little friendly wager for the show uh, because I got Christina Hammer washing your girl up, but we'll see how that whole thing yeah. goes because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, um, um, nonetheless, you know, um, before we wrap it up, I know we probably got about well, a little couple more minutes here. But um, so the uh, uh, I put in my um, my time already for the uh, fight coming up at the end of the year in July 28th with uh, Garcia Easter. Um, just wondering because you know, he from the 843 has been hitting me up talking about what fights people are going to. Uh, I was talking to Simon about that fight after I told him how much fun I had in Southern California. And um, JP, he was talking about going to that fight as well, talking about Garcia Easter, Easter Garcia, however you want to put it. But, Willa, about that fight, you considering that trip down to California, my man? Uh, Yeah, it was talked about – it was it was briefly discussed today. I looked on the looked on the uh the tickets, saw that they were taxing. So we're gonna look I'll probably know within the next couple of days if I'm gonna make it. But it's looking it's not looking bad yet. We're at about sixty forty right now with the chances of going it going up uh very soon. That's what's up, that's what's up. Well, yeah, man, keep in touch with me on that, and we'll, we'll see how everything goes. No, I got, the, I got the plug out there. I got the spot out there, so we'll figure something out. But um, pretty much that's all we wanted to bring to you guys today. Um, we got a show coming up on Wednesday, which Willa hosts, hosts with the most on Wednesdays, and uh, basically previews what we got coming forward. So uh, stay away from what we got coming this weekend. Just know it's a guy who's been in a pay-per-view fight with Terrence Crawford being a little hint. And um, we'll let Willa take over the flagship on Wednesday and uh, do what he does. So um, speaking for myself, man, and Willa, about to wrap this one up here. want to appreciate JP for calling in. Um, appreciate everybody who's um, rating and reviewing, you know, giving us some feedback on Twitter, all that good stuff. Appreciate everybody who's rocking with us. Um, y'all stay cool out there, man. Because I know it's going to heat up. Is it is it, it, been turning?
opening up like crazy. And, you know, for myself, I, I consider myself a tropical individual, but when it comes to this uh, 100 plus, you know, they take a little break sometimes. But um, that's about it. We'll come back to you on Wednesday, which will be at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Central, where it's coming from. Hopefully we can get some of the fam on there talking to Janelle, who might bring up or might not bring up how Terrence Crawford is going to get washed in the welterweight division by so-and-so fighters. But we'll see how that goes. From Houston, Texas, Central California in the San Joaquin Valley, we are the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. We'll be back to you sooner rather than later, and we out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.